Good morning, Maranatha. This is Pastor Evangelist Robert Venable. It is time for Sunday Morning Alive right here on our website. We're still not able to be together uh, in, a, in a building that we, we would love to be together in. But we're waiting uh, for the okay to meet safely. Uh, and uh, I believe there's a way that we can do that with God's help. Hallelujah. Amen. And until then, we're so glad that you have shown an interest in, in God's Word today. And I believe that God is going to speak to us through His Word as He always does. You know, back in the Old Covenant, the psalmist said, Thy Word, O Lord, is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my pathway. Praise God. So if we want to discover and walk in the path of righteousness for His name's sake, that we might bring glory and honor to our King, we go to the Word of God. If we want to find out where we are in relation to the soon coming of Jesus, we go to the Word of God. Hallelujah. If we want the counsel and comfort we need to live uh, with hope and holy anticipation in the perilous time that would mark uh, the last days, we go to the Word of God. Amen. And I pray we will receive counsel from the Word and we will receive consolation from the Word today. Now, when we talk about what we're going to talk about today, uh, we want to make it very, very clear to you that that there is hope in Christ, regardless of all of the fearful things that we may hear and see and experience, I want you to know there's hope in God, there's hope in Christ today, and we want to be a conveyor of that hope, that precious hope in particular, that Jesus is coming very soon. You know, the Bible said of that hope in particular, that he that hath this hope purifieth himself. And we really live in the light of the soon coming of Jesus, and we live differently uh, than the world about us. We live in holy anticipation. And to them that look, there's that holy anticipation. He shall appear the second time without sin unto salvation. Praise God. Amen. So we're talking about getting our eyes raised. You know, the Bible said when you see these things, certain really negative events and end time prophetic events beginning to occur, uh, that we're to lift up our head. Not hang it down in sorrow and not hang it down in, in despair, but to lift up our heads for our redemption is drawing nigh. And the Bible speaks of redemption not in terms of just our salvation spiritually, but in the actual coming of Christ, the trump of God sounding, the dead in Christ rising, and we who are living and remain to be caught up with them to meet the Lord in the air, so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. Hallelujah. So, living in the last of the last days means that we are living in the beginning of sorrows as it is presented in Scripture. 
It doesn't mean the end is here. It means the end is near. It doesn't mean setting a date for Christ's coming, but knowing that we are entering into the beginning of that that will come to its climax during the tribulation period, seeing the stage set for the tribulation period. You know, I, I, I've often described, and one, one time, one time only, I got to see an orchestra play uh, in Washington, D.C. when I was just 12 years old. And I remember before the, the curtain going up and, and the, the, the orchestra tuning up and getting ready for the curtain to go up. And uh, some uh, a play I would have loved to see, and I've never seen, is The Lion King uh, actually played out. But you know, behind the scenes, before the curtain goes up and it begins, they're 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 setting up the stage for it, and they're tuning up in the orchestra pit for it. And right now, I believe that we're living in what the Bible calls the beginning of sorrows, and it means that the stage is being set for the tribulation to come. Now, the only good news about that is that Jesus coming for His church, the catching away, is precedes that time of the pouring out of His wrath during the tribulation. You know, we're not appointed to wrath, the Scripture said, but to obtain salvation through Jesus Christ. And the Bible speaks of the time of that tribulation as the wrath of the Lamb. Friend of mine, I'm glad that Jesus is my Savior. And I don't have to face Him as, as the judge that He will be during the tribulation and when He comes to rule and reign. I'm glad that my sins have been judged in Him already. And He's taken the wrath of God in my behalf. And I want to give you hope today. But it's important that we realize where we're living and what to expect. Evil men and seducers, the Bible say, will wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. And because of that, that, that exponential evil that's uh, going to continue to grow, men shall become lovers of their self, truce breakers, all of the things that come from living in perilous times because men shall be lovers of their own selves. Lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God, disobedient to parents. All of the lawlessness that we're seeing right now is because we are in the perilous time that marks the last days. Jesus was asked the question in Matthew 24, 6-8, What shall be the sign of thy coming in the end of the world? And he said to them, and you shall hear, and in verse, I'm just going to read 6 six through 8 of Matthew 24, And you shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. See, you are not troubled. For all these things must come to pass, but the end is not Yet It doesn't mean that it's not near. It means it's not yet. For nation shall rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom, and there shall be famines and pestilences and earthquakes in various places. All these are the beginning of sorrows. Now there's a unique word here because we're living in the beginning of sorrows. 
I, I, I see that looking at the Scriptures, reading the prophecies, looking at the times that we are living in without any kind of, of hesitance. And I believe many, many, many more voices are going to concur with this assessment of where we are prophetically today. There will always be tangent people that see things from different perspective, and I'm not questioning their faith or their Christianity. The only thing I question is their understanding of the times in relation to the interpretation of Scripture. Friend of mine, I can say without any hesitance we are living in the beginning of sorrows and that word is unique here the word sorrows in the greek because it's talking about the birth pangs that precede a woman giving birth to a child isaiah 13 6 through 8 talks about the day of the lord and listen to what it says how ye for the day of the Lord is at hand. It shall come as a destruction from the Almighty. Therefore shall all hands be faint, and every man's heart shall melt, and they shall be afraid. Pangs and sorrows shall take hold of them. They shall be in pain as a woman that travaileth. Listen. Catastrophes are now occurring in ever greater numbers all over the world. The Wuhan uh, coronavirus here in our nation and all over the globe. Locusts in Africa, the wildfires recently in Australia, and other disasters have emerged one after another. And that's how birth pangs occur you know, that you, before they could check anyone any other way, one of the first questions they used to ask when a lady would go to the hospital to have a child is, is how close together are those birth pangs? When did they start? And then how close are they coming? Because the closer they come together, there's always been wars and rumors of wars. There's always been earthquakes. But when they begin to occur, when all of these events begin to occur one after another, then we are in the beginning of sorrows. Listen, amen. These catastrophes that are happening all over the world are going to continue to occur with frequency. Uh, and what is coming next? No one can say. But one thing is certain for the Christian community. It's not about what is coming next. It's about who is coming next. Praise God. When you see these things begin to come to pass, lift up your head, for your redemption is drawing nigh. Praise God. We need to see end time events that are so fearful and so negative in the light and the lens of the soon coming of Jesus. This is a time to be stirred. Praise God. I like, I like what John Piper said. He said, we, we, we aren't called to talk end times. But we are called to live and lead in them, shaken awake to the hour, sobered by its seriousness, and secured in Christ. 
as those who will lead in his wisdom as we remain guarded against all that would erode the values and clarity of purpose to which we are appointed in him. Friend of mine, I believe this is a time to be uh, about our Father's business. This is a time to be shaken and stirred into an awakeness and awareness. The whole world is being shaken. What a time to bring the message of hope, of comfort and consolation, that, that God is still in control and Jesus is coming to rule and reign very soon. Praise God. And the call to salvation is, is so, so very, very enhanced by the, the fearful times that we're living in. Because we have a message of hope. The gospel is good news. Praise God. Amen. I like the Dottie Rambo song years and years and years ago, decades ago. The world needs some good news bad. And we as God's children should be the purveyors and the conveyors of the good news of Jesus. Just got a letter today from a listener uh, uh, of our broadcast that through growing in the Lord, uh, in her case, uh, uh, herself uh, was able to minister that comfort that comes from the Word of God, that counsel that brings comfort from the Word of God uh, to someone else that was in desperate need, thanking us for, for sharing the Scripture through the media. Praise God. Friend of mine, this is the day of, of great harvest if we will be about our Father's business, if we will raise our eyes and not only look for the soon coming of Jesus, but look upon the fields that are ripe unto harvest. David Jeremiah uh, said recently on his television broadcast that during the Easter service this year, uh, when no one could be in the church at all, and he stood in a pulpit of a huge empty sanctuary and without all of the flowers and all of the choir and all of the music to celebrate the resurrection but he brought that message of hope uh, and he said he said he was astonished at the response to that message without the flowers without the choir without the huge audience uh, clapping or cheering at at the the joy of of the resurrection of Jesus and what it means to the Christian world and to the world at large Oh, friend of mine, but he said that so many people responded that they had come to Christ. There was another media ministry that said that the literally thousands responded coming to Christ. In particular, a brother and sister, uh, 30 something or 30 or below years of age, young people, young, uh, young, men and women uh, who are generally speaking just caught up with all the things the world has to offer but suddenly faced with this crisis that we're in begin to consider their mortality and even more eternity and where if there's life after death where do we live that life and and what does it all mean and is there any hope 
and the message of hope, of course, comes through the Word of God. And the Word of God preached in power and authority, it still has the power to save today. Praise God. And they reported that they got down on their knees after hearing through the media that message of hope and the resurrection and, uh, and what it means through, for not right now in our crisis, but throughout all eternity. Hallelujah. They gave their life to Jesus Christ. Friend of mine, I believe the harvest is great. And in the past, the laborers were called few to go and reap that harvest. But I believe God is raising up people today, Christians who will be about our Father's business, who will help to bring in this last day harvest. I want to inspire you to inspire someone else to inspire someone else. As Second Timothy 2 and verse 2, chapter 2, verse 2 says, The things thou hast heard of me, Paul said, Amen. Tell that to faithful men who will teach others also. I believe that it's time to get involved in the reaping of the harvest. That great Christian evangelistic song, Bringing in the Sheaves, Bringing in the Sheaves. We will come rejoicing, Bringing in the Sheaves. When we see the souls, another great hymn of the faith. Hallelujah. Celebratory of, of effective evangelism. When we see the souls that we have helped to win, leading them to Jesus from the paths of sin, with a shout of welcome, we will all march in. Hallelujah. Praise God. Friend of mine, today is the day that we are entering the beginning of sorrows. It's in this time. I can't tell you exactly when it began. I can just tell you we're in the beginning of sorrows. Hallelujah. Listen, and because of that, we are in the end times. And these are negative things, negative signs, but the positive result of all these negative signs, it indicates that the coming of Jesus Christ is near. If the coming of the tribulation is near, then the coming of Jesus is even nearer. Praise God. Hallelujah. There is a pale horse, the four horsemen of the apocalypse. In Revelation 6 and verse 8, it says, And I looked, and there before me was a pale horse, its rider named Death, and Hades was following close behind him. This is the beginning of the great tribulation period. They were given power over a fourth of the earth to kill by sword and famine and plague. This that we're experiencing now, to me, is a forerunner. It is a precursor of that that is to come. And we're seeing how all of this could happen so quickly. A cashless society. I've been going through uh, through stores right now, particularly convenience stores, that that because of a national shortage of change. They're asking for people to either not receive any change back from cash or to use their credit or debit card. We're moving quickly toward a cashless society. 
when you can't buy or sell without a mark. You can't, there won't be money to change hands to, to use. So, so we will move into a, a, a con- world global control of people through a financial situation that is coming. We can see all of that. These are the precursors for that. We can see these things. The orchestra is tuning up. The, 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 the stage men are setting the, the set pieces in place. The curtain is getting ready to go up. And because the tribulation is near, amen, and because these things are soon to come to pass, it means that Jesus' coming is even nearer. We're not date-setting. This is not saying on this date He will come. No man knoweth the day or the hour. But we should know when we are in that season that is called the last days. In the last days, perilous times will come. We surely are in the last days. Now the Spirit speaketh expressly that in the last days some shall depart from the faith and give heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. Deception would mark and particularly those those trying to erode and undermine the faith that was once delivered to the saints. Mark these times as the end times. That day shall not come except there come a falling away first. And in this context of Matthew's Gospel 24, it said many false prophets would go out into the land. Signs of His coming and the end of all things. Many false prophets shall go out into the land and deceive many. And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. We're seeing not only the beginning of sorrows in in terms of the birth pangs, the signs that lead up. These are part of them. And we see it in the church today, the falling away from the faith that was once delivered to the saints and the faithfulness that once marked the true children of God. Oh, this is a time to be stirred and this is a time to be highly, highly hopeful and optimistic. Why? Because Jesus is coming very soon. The four horsemen of the apocalypse, John saw them at the beginning of the tribulation. And one in particular was the pale horse. And it said that, that he would be given power to over a fourth part of the earth to kill by sword, famine, and plague or pestilence. We're getting a taste of it And we can see how quickly these kind of things can occur. And by the wild beast of the earth, I've often wondered about that. And and are, are, are suddenly all of the animals of the earth going to turn on man and turn on their masters and turn on people in general and, and, and devastate them? Or as some scholars believe of prophecy, that this could be the transmission of, of pestilence from animals to people. We see that in the Ebola. We saw that in the AIDS. They don't know if this came from bats or not, but they do believe that this was transmitted from some wild animal to humans. Amen. And this can occur even, even though, even though this horseman is, is the horseman bringing it. How it comes is being more and more 
clear. It doesn't take something that, that we couldn't possibly imagine. We can actually see these things beginning to become clearer and clearer, marking this time as the end time. Oh, friend, I'm telling you, this is no time to be asleep. This is no time to slumber. This is a time to be awake. This is a time to be aware. This is no time to be caught up in the materialistic message that just promises us all of the comforts of the world and all of the things that the, that the Gentiles seek, those outside the kingdom. Amen. Listen, this is a time to draw near to God. This is a time to be stirred. This is a time to be revived. This is a wake-up call. This is a wake-up call to the world. Hallelujah. We've got an opportunity, a window of opportunity that will not always be open. And we need to seize the day. The Bible calls it, Be not drunk with wine wherein is excess. And we're not just talking about alcoholic beverage we're talking about being drunken with the cares of this life literally inebriated with the cares of this world uh, be, listen jesus put it this way and I'm, I'm hurrying because i want to get some of this out before we close today Je jesus said see that you 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 your hearts be not overcharged with surfeiting drunkenness and the cares of this life that that day come upon you as a thief for as a snare it shall come upon all the inhabitants of the earth just like a trap that is suddenly triggered without any notice without any warning suddenly you know the bible said when they say peace and safety sudden destruction will come upon them Again, as travail upon a woman with child. I can't help but glorify God in my spirit. I feel the anointing of the Holy Ghost here today. Amen. Listen, we need to hear from heaven today. We, we don't need some panacea. We don't need some false prophet crying peace when there is none. We need the real peace that comes from knowing that our sins are forgiven and that we're hid in Christ, in God, and that we are sealed with the Holy Spirit till the day of redemption. Praise God. And I believe the day of redemption is drawing so very near. Oh, this is a time to be stirred today. Hallelujah. Friend, there's hope today. You know why? Because there is a fifth horseman that John saw. And it's not here at the beginning of the book of, of Revelation and the beginning of the tribulation. It's here near the end of the book of Revelation. John saw a fifth horseman. And I'm going to call this fifth horseman the horseman of hope. Indeed, John saw more than four horsemen in his vision. He saw five. Revelation 19, 11 through 16 shows us the ride of the fifth horseman. It is the appearance of Jesus. It's called the second coming. When He comes back to rule and to reign. I'm not talking about the secret coming that precedes the second coming. I'm talking called the rapture. I'm talking about the second coming on a white horse from heaven intervening in world affairs 
at its most crucial point. In our final, final, uh, final uh, part of this service today online, I'm telling you that Jesus is coming for His people and then He's coming back when every eye will see Him and every tongue confess Him to rule and reign as King of kings and Lord of lords. And I want to read that to you from Revelation 19:11 through 16. It said, And I saw heaven opened, and behold, a white horse, and he that sat upon him was called Faithful and True. And in righteousness he doth judge and make war. See, he's coming to judge the world. He's not coming, amen, as that on a donkey to die on a cross. He's coming to rule and to reign. His eyes were as a flame of fire, and on his head were many crowns. And he had a name written that no man knew but himself. And he was clothed with a vesture dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. And the armies which were in heaven followed him upon white horses clothed in fine linen, clean and white. And out of his mouth goeth a sharp sword, and with it he should smite the nations, and he shall rule them with a rod of iron. And he treadeth the winepress of the fierceness and wrath of Almighty God. And he hath on his vesture and on his thigh name written, King of kings and Lord of lords. Hallelujah. Friend of mine, Jesus is coming for His church. And He is coming back with His church. Hallelujah. To rule and to reign. Praise God. There will be a people who will be kept from the ravages of the tribulation that is about to sweep over the earth. According to Revelation 3.10, it says, Because thou hast kept the word of my patience, literally endurance and perseverance, I will also keep thee from the hour of temptation, the tribulation itself, which shall come upon all the world and try them that dwell upon the earth. The Bible said God has not appointed us to wrath, but to obtain salvation through Jesus Christ. God has not appointed us to wrath, but to obtain salvation through Jesus Christ. Oh, dear friend of mine, today, today is the day of salvation. This is the accepted time. The coming of the Lord is near. The coming of the day of the Lord hasteneth greatly. We are in the beginning of sorrows that will culminate in the coming of Jesus and the day of the Lord, the great tribulation, the day of Jacob's trouble. Right now, a window of opportunity is open for us to be prisoners of hope, to be people who look at all of these negative, fearful things through the lens of the soon coming of Jesus, lifting up our heads, for we know our redemption is drawing nigh. We don't want anyone to be left behind to endure what is an un unthinkable 
and that is the great tribulation. Four horsemen are coming to begin it, but there's another horseman coming. Amen. His name is Jesus, King of kings, Lord of lords. Thank God He's coming to seek and to save right now and coming to rule and reign near the end of the tribulation. Christian, it's time to be stirred. It's time to be shaken. Awake thou that sleepest, and Christ shall give thee light. Be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit, redeeming the time, because the days are evil. Buying it up, being about our Father's business. If you don't know Christ today, you don't want to be left here when He comes. Come to Him now. Repent of your sin. Receive Him as your Savior. And be ready when He comes. Amen.